As musicians, we're used to breaking complex things down into just these tiny component parts and seeing like, okay, this part works. How do I connect it to this next part? Where are my fingers getting tripped up? Where am I losing the rhythm? And uh, it's the same thing. I was really surprised at how creative you do have to be. There's no manual really for your specific use case. You can look up how other people have solved a problem, but you have to apply that your own way and you have to figure out what your method is going to be to solve the problem. Located in the heart of Music City, it's not surprising that so many musicians come to Nashville Software School looking for their next gig. Cohort after cohort, NSS has seen musicians and individuals across the music industry decide it's time for a change. They learn to code and excel at it during their time at NSS, setting themselves up for a new tech career. But what is it about musicians that makes them great coders? and what draws them to a tech career in the first place? To help answer these questions, we spoke with Rob Kirkpatrick and BJ Golden, two NSS alumni who were professional musicians and discovered the parallels between their music career and their new career in tech. My name's Clark Buckner. I'm so happy you're here. I'm a big NSS fanboy and I, it does not fail. Every single cohort, there's at least a couple musicians. And I, I've always loved hearing the connections that they see between coding and being a musician. So you're really in for a treat here. And even if you're not a musician or have any kind of music background, I promise you're really gonna enjoy this conversation. It's one of my favorites. So with that said, let's get started. Give me just a quick uh, recap of when you graduated. Okay, we'll start with you, BJ. When you graduated and what your cohort was, and then just a quick snapshot of what you were doing before NSS, and then I'll come back to you in a minute. Okay. I am a graduate of cohort 47. We graduated in August of 2021. Since then, a couple months after graduation, I got a job working for a healthcare company called HealthStream as a back-end developer working for a team that basically does defect resolution. We find and hunt bugs, reproduce them, implement fix, do data correction, as well as modify code and various other things there. And before NSS, I was a touring musician, but the catch is I'm still a touring musician. I just Very cool. We're going to talk this, about that. Yeah, from the back lounge of the bus. The dream. That's what you wanted to do, <laughs> and, and here you are. That's great. So now, Rob, real quick, same thing. What was your cohort when you graduate? Real quick uh, recap for you. Yeah, so I was with the full-time data analytics cohort three, Got that right. Uh, we graduated at the very end of April 2021, and now I work for an IT consulting company called Accenture. And on my current project, I'm helping with the staffing reporting on a massive project. Before NSS, I was a dueling piano entertainer. So is that nice. here at Nashville, like Broadway kind of? So or? I did it mainly in the in the Midwest. So I started in St. Louis, did a little bit in uh, Portland, Oregon, just kind of touring all over the Midwest, little Pacific Northwest, taking piano requests all over the place. I'm sure you still play all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as much as I used to, but definitely did some uh, Christmas gigs this year, did some uh, New Year's Eve, did some weddings. So it, was, it was a lot of fun. So this podcast, we're all about celebrating almost that 2000 graduate mark, 10 years of National Software School, and people from all walks of life go through NSS. And I am constantly inspired by everyone 
that is graduating. Everyone has such a unique, different story. What brought them into the space? What their dreams are? What they're trying to do? And so, both of you, what you have in common, professional musicians before going into NSS. And so, today I was hoping we can talk a little about your journeys and so many people. Every cohort, there's a few people who have that background, either full-time or just they enjoy it. So I hope with this conversation today, we can talk a little about the common things that you have seen by being musicians and software developers. So BJ, let's talk a little about you still being a traveling musician since we talked last. What other things have happened from what you were hoping would achieve because at the end of every little quick NSS interview when you're graduating it's like hey what kind of work do you want to be doing so tell me more about that and then what other connections have you seen between being a musician and software development so man I, towards the I guess the end of NSS I mean the NSS did such a great job of just kind of giving you an introduction to every aspect of full stack development especially for somebody like me who had no prior experience I'd uh, never written a line of code before I started on the pre-work there. So it was, it, it really showed me what was possible. And then building a full stack application was really a cool process, being able to see how the user interacts with the uh, UI as well as how that transfers and talks to the database. And I, I always found the research aspect on the back end to be pretty fascinating. And I happened to get a job doing just that. So at this this job, a lot of times it's it can be tricky because somebody breaks something on a website. Uh, is I, I don't know how they broke it. I'd have to try and figure that out. So um, some of the the things that I've really noticed is like, as a musician, I've you know I've been playing music for thirty years. Patterns are a big thing, right? And Rob is shaking, is nodding his head yes as so, you're saying that. So it's in in classical music. I studied classical guitar, I have a master's degree in the subject, and a lot of times if I was confronted with a difficult passage, it's like, okay, well, let's step back, let's analyze what the problem is, what is giving me an issue with this, is it the right hand, is it the left hand, how can I make the two talk and come up with a solution, write that down, and, and just work on it slowly, work in small sections until I can piece together a larger piece of the puzzle, and that really is what software development is in, in a from a very high level in, in terms of, of doing research, I have to understand how to talk to the database and get the information that I'm looking for, which every time I got introduced to a new subject like that or how to do something, it was like, whoa, this is, I've never done this before. It's intense. But then stepping back, you do it a few times, you develop that recognition and pattern orientation and it's like, okay, well, I know how to write this query. I know how to join a few things now. I know how to get back more data than I used to be able to see. And then it's just a matter of looking for the different pieces of the puzzle. Or if it's code, it, looking at how, especially, you know, at NSS, you're writing everything. And now I work for a healthcare company that has millions of lines of code. So I mainly read stuff. It's I don't get to write a ton of code in, in, in the particular role I'm in. So it's seeing how other developers, what patterns do they use? How do they implement their logic? And then how can I take that to accomplish whatever task I have in front of me? Is that what drew you to this kind of work? Uh, I was looking for something that is creative. I mean, ultimately, as a musician, I needed to 
do something that I felt creative in and, and finding almost going on like a, a data hunt and in, in my current role, just trying to figure out how did this break and why, and how can I reproduce that and then fix it? There's just, there's a curiosity to, to me in, in that creative aspect to problem solving, I think is what really intrigued me about software development. And that's, yeah, it's a lot of problem solving. So Robbie, you're nodding your head. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. a musician. What are you hearing that's resonating the most for you? And then I would love to ask you as well, like what drew you to this kind of yeah. work? Yeah. So, uh, two things I want to just add to what you said, BJ. One, NSS does a great job of anytime you hit an error, don't be afraid of it. It's just telling you what went wrong with this particular line of code. And then the second thing they teach you is Google is your friend. Yes. And like you said, as, as, as musicians, we're used to breaking complex things down into just these tiny component parts and, and seeing like, okay, this part works. Mm -hmm. How do I connect it to this next part? How do I uh, make the whole thing work? Where is my error? Where, where are my fingers getting tripped up? Where am I losing the rhythm? And uh, it's the same thing. And one thing that I was really surprised at is how creative you do have to be in either writing code or fixing code that's broken. It, there's no manual, really, for your specific use case. You can look up how other people have solved a problem, but you have to apply that your own way, and you have to figure out what your method is going to be to solve the problem. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So... BJ went through web development cohort, right? So that's a little bit longer, uh, a little bit of a different focus. So for you, Rob, you went through data analytics mm -hmm. cohort. So what drew you to that kind of, because you have a lot of options at this point with NSS, there's a lot of different ways to approach this. Part-time, full-time, different mm -hmm. focus areas. What, why did you choose that? The thing that really drew me to the data analytics was the storytelling aspect of it. It also seemed a little bit more approachable. One thing that really drew me to data analytics just in general was going to and from gigs, you know, you're playing music for, you know, four or five hours straight. The last thing I wanted to do was listen to more music on the way home. <laughs> and so I'd throw in a podcast and usually it would be like economics or something about data and just listening to those stories over and over and over again about how they collected the data or what insights they were able to, to draw from it. When I saw that NSS had a data program, I was like, I could do that. It's a four-month program, and I could maybe get in? Huh, let's try this. And one thing that was really great was that NSS also offers, uh, so I went through a boot camp, that they also offer what's called a jumpstart, which is uh, just a really short three-week part-time sort of dip your toes in the water and see if this is really for you. And so I went through that in the summer of 2020. This time is weird. Time I don't is weird. Know. And that was during, I'm sure your work was impacted. Yeah. Oh, Probably yeah. Probably not much dueling pianos going on. None. <laughs> so uh, I got my feet wet with that, and I thought, yeah, yeah, this is, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm so glad I did. I just had one thing is probably just humorous to musicians and especially if they have any experience with software development, don't you wish you could get a stack trace error when you're learning 
music, like just play through something and have it spit something back out at you. Like, hey, you uh, beat three and measure ten. <laughs> you oh, should use your third finger. Yeah, yeah. Or, hey, your, your time is getting wonky here. <laughs> yeah, just as you were talking about uh, just errors, which is, is what that is. Like, man, I've been reading some stack trace errors where that would have been really handy in college. I think I'll, I'll probably like like you. I'll always play music, uh, oh, yeah. whether it's professionally yeah. or for fun. But there's just a lot of similarities between the two, and I think also per- continuing to pursue. For me, especially, like music is w- that's my stress relief. If if I have time to go and pick up a guitar, it's it's really good for my soul and just for me as an individual. And then it allows me to come back with creative solutions to software development. A lot like just taking breaks and getting up and going for a walk. But for me, just having that presence in my life is just such something that I really need and adds it's, to things. It's like it works two different sides of your creative brain. Absolutely. It's good to have that balance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Music, of course. Such a integral part to the fabric of Nashville. Music City, all of the above, right? I mean, that is, there's no mistake about it. And what I'm holding in my hand here is the little Nashville Software School sticker. And I love the the hidden Easter egg of just it being a guitar pick. I've been looking at that for over a year, and it never occurred to me that that was a guitar pick. And I, I feel like, I, I guess I didn't have to say this out loud on a podcast, but man, that is... That's good. No, That's I, good. I saw it from day one. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, he's shaking his head. No, no, no. I'm with you. No, but when you look at when you once you see it, you can't unsee it. I'll never unsee it. Yeah, the colorful border throws it off. That's all. Okay, I'll it see. is a colorful border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Very cool. I loved hearing you both just riff there for a second about like, hey, musicians would get this. You know, like you wish you had this. And but in your own words, why do you think musicians make great web developers or data analysts. I know you both touched on this a little bit already, patterns and and uh, the practicing, but what else comes to mind? Um, so we're used to sort of figuring things out as we go. Uh, I know for for me, for anyone who doesn't know, dueling pianos, we, we have two piano players who are also singing and we take audience requests, and we'll play anything from Sinatra to Snoop Dogg. And so, obviously, comedy has got to be a big part of what we do. But in that, we also have to think, how do I take like this awesome 70s rock song and make it sound somewhat cool on a piano? <laughs> you know, I always joke that like guitar players look awesome. All you have to do is pick up a guitar and go, wow, and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> but piano, you, there's no like equivalent to that. You've got to like hit it really hard and, and do a lot of flashy <laughs> stuff. But uh, taking a song and, and thinking, like, how do I make this work on the piano? Where are the sing-along breaks? How do I get the audience involved in this song? Is this even a good song for me to play? Can I pull this off? And you're always having to think through these kinds of things. And even, like, say they're like, what's that chord? What are they even playing there? You can go to YouTube nowadays and just look like someone's going to show you how to play it. Uh, or, or find a chart online. And so we're used to flexing those muscles. How do I figure out how to do this? How do I make this my own? And how do I make this good? Absolutely. That's a very great aspect and, and perspective. I feel like 
what your experience was professionally with music and what mine, at least currently, they're on just like where we are. We're on opposite ends of the table, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you had to know this vast catalog of music and here I am playing like the same 20 songs night after night for the most part on, on the gig that I travel with. But going through and doing music degrees in college, like you have to play piano for a couple years. But that was kind of where I figured out, okay, a couple... What do I need? I'm struggling with this. How can I kind of master or get the proficiency on the piano, which is not my primary instrument, to be able to satisfy the course requirements? And so it was dedicating a set amount of time every week to whatever that coursework was. And I think that's another thing that musicians are just really in tune with is identifying a problem and setting aside and dedicating time to kind of either master that skill, if that's if you're just playing one instrument and you need to focus on that, that, that time dedication or allocation is, is really a, a crucial part because software development, especially for me, never having done it before, like putting in the time was something I was already kind of used to but, and, and struggling. Like struggle is a big part of it. How do I get my fingers to do this in software? How do I get my brain to do this? Like this is, they're they're both a language. So you kind of understand what the language is and how to converse in it, either write it or play it. And just through time, through repetition, through pattern, all of those things become easier. I toured with a country artist named Brantley Gilbert. And when I got the job, I played guitar I played a couple chords on mandolin. I played a couple chords on piano, but it'd been a while since I'd done it. And they're like, what all can you play? And it was, it quickly turned into me playing two instruments. And now I play nine (laughs) in one set, 20 songs. I play nine instruments and it's, uh, a lot of them I didn't play prior to this gig. So it was like, okay, I've got a short amount of time. These parts are not incredibly complex, but they're complex enough. I need to, they need to sound good first and foremost, but again, it was just the time allocation, identifying a problem, and then just practice. And for music, I always taught that it was short increments, right? Like if, if you've got a beginning student, if they can practice 15 minutes a day, six days a week, that's much more beneficial than one hour, one day a week. Like it's so just that daily repetition, uh, immersion, just you get familiar with it and then it doesn't become so frightening. Yeah, and, and just launching off of that, uh, you, you have to practice your code. Yes. And if you don't practice your skills atrophy, just like, you know, I took, like, like you had to take piano proficiency. I took some guitar proficiency, uh, and I passed. I think I got a solid B. Yeah. And uh, I can play, you know, four or five chords, and, you know, that, that that's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that example. I was hearing it like embrace the struggle, just lean into that, embrace the struggle. And for your instance, what's really interesting is you're continuing to be touring. And some people might think, hey, he's living the dream. Why would you also want to be coding? Is that a question you sometimes get? So in a way, yes, I feel like for for maintaining both what I'm doing now is probably best case scenario. 
because I'm, I'm working for a company and they're, they've been so wonderful from the beginning about if I need to break for an hour to go do a sound check, cool, come back, we'll see you in an hour. And that's another beautiful thing about just what we both do is being able to work remote. It is like, I've got two young kids, I've got a three-year-old and an eight-month-old. So the idea of commuting 45 minutes each way every day, I, I don't have time for that. And then, like, it also allows me the freedom to, when I'm touring, like, I, I know a lot of people are unfamiliar with that lifestyle, and they think it's a lot more glamorous than it is. But it is, it's a lot of travel, and, like, I get to a venue at 7 or 8 in the morning, and my requirements are a sound check at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and a show at 9 p.m. Outside of that, I've got a lot of the day to kill. So having this skill set, like, I, I set up in the back lounge, I'm up. In the morning, it does get a little stressful sometimes when we have some interesting travel. Let me just say that. But it, for the most part, like while other guys may be sleeping or doing whatever, I'm in the back lounge working and, you know, on this skill set and trying to further that and, and give myself other options. Because as I have children at home, I, I don't, I've been on the road almost a decade. And so I don't know. I don't see myself on the road for another decade, so this gives me the ability to maybe transition one day. What I'm hearing from that is you get the customized flexibility. You've got the family. You might not want to be touring another 10 years. You like it now, and that's, that's hey, that's, been, that's a part of who you are. It is. Both of you have such musician vibes. All the folks <laughs> who have that experience, this is super cool, and that's part of the, the culture, I think, of, of a NSS grad who all share that, that common interest and passion. And no matter what your background is, going through an SS, you can always pull on those past experiences and combine that with these new skills. That is something I think we are always hearing with the, the demo day interviews, whether they're musicians or not. Very cool. It's been really cool to hear both of you know where you've been, a little update about a year ago or so to see where you're where you've landed. We don't always get I don't always get to hear where that goes. We've talked a little about what you're doing today, what the future might look like. So one of my final questions is what advice do you have to other musicians out there who might be thinking, hey, this might be a good move for me to make? Do it. <laughs> I, I second that. Do it. Yeah. Uh, and again, I know I mentioned this before. If, if you're on the fence about it, even just a little bit, uh, the jump start, look into one of those smaller, lower commitment programs and just see is this something I'm interested in? Because it, it's a great way. It's, it's you know, grand scheme of things, it's not a ton of money, especially for the value you get from it. I mean, actually, it's absolutely. like an incredible bargain. Yep. Uh, so win-win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Test it out. I, that makes total sense. And even music industry, maybe not a musician, but music industry, I think there's also a lot of people who leave the music business and go into this too. Is that something you all have seen? I think it's, uh, I mean, completely understandable. But it's like the weird thing about the tech industry is that they pay you money to do things mm -hmm. like livable money, like good money. And it's like, wow, I can live on this. I can make a mortgage payment. And they need people. <laughs> they need people. Yeah. I think what was really important for me and really helpful when I started with the web development, like I had a period of, of doubt. And I think that, you know, NSS does a good job talking about imposter syndrome. And 
and how that really kind of plays into every single person. But what was really helpful for me is I reached out to one of my teachers and said, hey, I'm struggling. I'm just, I'm still not sure if this is for me. I don't understand it. I'm like, you know, all those things that they tell you about on day one not to do. And I was doing it. But she introduced me to another uh, musician who had gone through the cohort. And it was that networking. She's like, talk to this guy. You know, he's gone through the program. Maybe he can shed some light. And I had a 30-minute conversation with him, and it completely changed my perspective. So, like, if you have doubts, ask NSS for somebody that you can talk to because uh, there's there's a, a huge pool of resources of people that have recently gone through that can kind of help get you over that hump or maybe shed some light on something that, I don't know, you have doubts or questions on. I love that that person shared that. Can you remember what? they were saying to keep you in the the game yeah i mean he was just talking about how how great it was really it was just like man i you know i can manage my time i've got kids i can you know go do these different things and um it's just especially as a as a musician when you travel so much i mean the travel is people think you're getting paid to play music and in reality you you're getting paid to travel like you're gone all the time yeah you play a show but that's an hour and a half like you got another 22 hours of the day to kill. Yeah, so if you take if you take just pure stage time, your hourly rate is killer. Oh man, <laughs> you are crushing it. If you take uh, oh. <laughs> just the travel time, you're you're not even. I mean, you're uh, minimum wage maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Then you add gig prep and all the years and then the, the instruments and, and the gear and yeah. It's like it like like you're saying like people have an idea. I think that you know, life on the road can be glamorous and, and really my experience is similar to yours. It's uh, driving the car for a long time, show up to the place, do a bunch of manual labor to set up, try not to throw your back out, uh, my aging back, <laughs> and uh, sound check, don't blow your ears out, be bored for hours, be a rock star for like three hours. Yeah. It's awesome. But then sleep in a weird hotel bed and travel more. And, and, and like my, my life with my current job is wake up, get my coffee, work in my desk that's like right next to my bed. It's got like these cool lights. I've got action figures on my desk. It's awesome. <laughs> my kids run in. You know, I've got, I've got kids too. Nice. There's a four and a half and almost two. And uh, I get to see them all the time. They love to interrupt my work day and it's great. I get so much more family time and I get to be very picky with what gigs I take. Yeah. The gig I took over over uh, New Year's Eve, it was like, oh, my buddy's playing this, and we're going to go to this really cool place and stay in this really swanky hotel. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to get paid a bunch. Let's let's go. And I don't have to say yes to stuff I don't want to say yes to. I love it. Uh, one of the guys that I worked with at HealthStream was a professional drummer for a long time, found IT, and didn't really play drums anymore. And whenever I first got that job, I was just trying to network and get to know some of my coworkers and, of course, the fellow musicians. It was That was the easy intro. It was people I could approach, and we had some commonalities that we could discuss. And uh, that was one of the things that he said to me is, you'll never be a prisoner to a gig again. You don't have to take gigs that you don't want to take just because you need the money. Now you have something and you can play music for fun. You don't have to do it for a living. Whatever you want to do, you can take because it's what you want to do, not because you have to do it. And so this this really does provide a lot of freedom, um, both financially and time-wise. Uh, I echo that with, with my kids. Like, 
that's the hard part of touring right now is being gone uh, for, you know, three, four, five days. And, like, I get on these these stints where I, I leave Wednesday, I'm home Sunday. I leave Wednesday, I'm home Sunday. And only having two days a week with my kids is, is rough. But when I'm when I'm just at home, it's like I see them every day. I see them for lunch. I see them in the morning. It's It's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, and you can afford whatever new piece of gear you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Until the wife says, no more gear. <laughs> Both of you, I really appreciate just you sharing your experience and talking a little about the transformation you found. And there's a lot of stories like this out there, but I'm really glad we got to to reconnect in this moment and i'm looking forward to following along both of you and, and seeing the gigs out there too i mean I, it's great to know that you both get to, to do what you love and and have have this completeness now more in your life so thank you so much thanks for having me thank you we know there's a lot to consider when you begin to think about a career change but at nss Students from all walks of life and all career backgrounds exceed their own expectations. Whether you're a musician, an audio engineer, a tour manager, or maybe not in music at all, NSS will support you every step of the way until you get that first job. So if you're interested in dipping your toes in the water, try it out for yourself like Rob did and register for an introductory jumpstart course with NSS. Thanks so much for listening. 10 Years, 2,000 Journeys, Celebrating 10 Years of Tech in Nashville is presented by Nashville Software School in celebration of their 10-year anniversary. Be sure to follow on Apple Podcasts or subscribe anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. My name's Clark Buckner. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you soon on another episode.